Hi, it's Chrissy and Carrie, and we are Status Macabre. So, this is the first recording in October. Yeah, it is. And I... Oh, it's October 6th. Yeah. You had me questioning what day it was for a second. That's why I looked. I don't know if you saw me look before I was like, okay, it's October 6th. It's officially the first recording in this spooky month, which are... This month is... We have a huge fan base that... Their favorite holiday, and I don't know if you can call Halloween a holiday, but their favorite holiday. Why wouldn't it be holiday? Halloween? You don't. Nobody gets Halloween off. Oh, well, I, mean, I it's, mean, it's something, but I don't know that I would classify as a, it as a holiday. Well, that's fair, but I love Halloween. I do too. I love watching all the little kids. No, I don't like that. Yeah, I know you don't. <laughs> I like dressing up like a slut because no, it's the one like day. It it's no. the one day. I'm kidding. I don't do that. But oh, whatever. I'm I suck. I have never Miss Bavarian beer. Whatever. Okay, that was awesome. <laughs> that was not a slut with with the long blonde. Okay, that was awesome. wig or whatever. I'm gonna have to post. It that was picture. so funny because Ryan even said. This is the person who said women dress up like sluts on Halloween because it's Halloween. I'm like, right? I'm sure she. Does I had this to every stuff year. my bra for that one. <laughs> I remember that it was hilarious. So my husband and I went as. I think he was uh, like Oktoberfest German beer yeah. people. I, I whatever they are. Anyway, so um, so I'm gonna have to post that on our. Uh, yeah, because I think you got a really good picture at um, uh, Regina's. Thank you, Regina. Regina's house. So, yes. So, anyway, happy Halloween. But happy I do Halloween. find it a holiday for women to make the excuse that they can just dress up You know slutty. what? Whatever, whatever you want to do. If you have a body and you can wear that much clothing and look great, I like, can do it. Like that. I'm because like, let me tell you, if I had a body like that, bitches would be hating me. Just saying. Bitches be hating me. <laughs> I can't wait. Like, remember, I told you when I had this body. She's 80 years old, walking out, strutting her shit. Hells yeah, bitches. Remember (laughs) 80 years ago? I'm just kidding. It's all because she's, you know, dying and she's on her deathbed. She's lost all weight. She weighs like 40 pounds. Just whatever my bone structure is. Which my doctor did tell me. Like, yeah, you, uh, you're... You don't have the small bones. I'm like, I know. Oh yeah, no, you you you're big boned it in. Boned it in. <laughs> okay, we we also have um, interesting news. We have crime cruise happening this weekend. So we leave early, 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 four, four thirty at the ass crack of dawn. Friday morning to head to Charlotte. Whose idea was it to leave that early? No. Um it we had this conversation. I wanted to drive. Oh yeah, fuck that. I would have been happy driving. <laughs> nope. But then the only it was either we get there that early or we get there late and miss the cruise. Remember, it yeah, was yeah, like yeah. I think we looked at a couple different departure yeah. airports and then and nobody wants to drive to Miami oh, from South that, Carolina. Man. Screw that. It's not that bad, especially if we if we left it like I could have gotten us there in like what eight hours. What ups? I drive it often. Well, like twice a year. Yeah, fair, but, but still, you could have slept. I know. I could have swung by and picked you up at 4.30 and just like, shut up, Chrissy, take a nap. I'll wake you up in a couple hours. Oh, I totally would have done and that. And you could have taken a little nap. There would have been pill. a couple Xanax. <laughs> and, 
Where I are we shot. at? We're actually at the... Awesome. <laughs> the best ride ever. I don't remember a thing. It felt like we were on the road five minutes. So now we're going on a plane. And yeah, we'll we'll land really early. We'll be in Miami, I think, by like nine thirty. Yeah, we will. So we'll like five or six hours the fuck around. There will be some, I don't know, breakfast. What? Some drinks. Yeah. Some lunch. I think what we want to do is find some really cool place to eat yeah. and drink, and then of course Uber it to that place, and then Uber it from there to. Yep. It's gonna I be a lot of fun. We have until like four or five o'clock to actually get checked in. No, we have till two. We're checking in at like two. Yeah, but it it it's extended from two to two to a time. It's like two okay. To four, we two need to, to talk about this offline. <laughs> I'm just saying we have. We time. apologize. I'm just saying we have time. So we're excited about the cruise, and um, we're gonna have lots of pictures. Of course, none of us are gonna have um, any internet really because neither one of us wanted to pay the forty bucks to get internet. So yeah, but. Um, we're going to have a lot of fun. I can't wait to meet people and tell everybody who we are. I can't wait. Did you look at the lineup? I'm excited about yeah. the lineup and the speakers. This is going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. So. so if you're going, look for us. Yeah. Um, yeah. So other than that, we don't, um, have really any news. We've wasted like, I don't know, six minutes on us you know, arguing about why we're flying instead of driving and how much time it. we have. So, you guys, <clears throat> I'm going to be talking about uh, Marie Delphine McCarthy, also known as Madame LaLaurie. Now, I want to give you guys a warning here because... <clears throat> big warning. Big warning. Delphine was born in the late 1700s. So, there's going to be some verbiage that I'm going to be repeating because it's either quoted or it's in my resources. And I wanted just to make sure you guys had this trigger warning. So if certain types of languages, now I get it. I cuss a lot. <laughs> I was going to say it has nothing but to do with curse words. Some of this could be considered offensive to, to some <clears throat> people. Now, this is just in an effort to relay the story. And it's not our thoughts or opinions Absolutely. at all. Not so please do not assume that because we're reading it, we agree with it because we do not. No. At no. all. And, you know, this, this woman truly was what I would consider a sadist. I am not... <laughs> a really? doctor but she is she is a nutcase um also want to cite a couple of articles that i pulled some information on the book madame lalaurie mistress of the haunted house by carolyn morrow and delphine lalaurie biography and history of the lalaurie mansion patty wigington so i just wanted to cite those guys first good job i know and and again you guys this story is going to be chocked full of shit that's going to upset you and piss you off. And I'm just, just warning you now. Trigger warning. Trigger warning. So even though I've never been and I cannot wait to go, I would love to be able to squeeze a trip into New Orleans sometime this year, but I don't think oh, it's going to Oh, yeah, we talked about it. It's just not going to happen. It's not. In the, it's not in the cards. I've heard all the stories about Bourbon Street, the haunted hotels, voodoos, um, vivid and maybe a little bizarre practices like, you know, when they bring the hearse through the down bourbon street when oh, somebody dies awesome. they actually celebrate the life instead of what do you mean vivid vivid and maybe a little bizarre practices oh i you were being like okay like using an adjective i thought you were saying voodoo and vivid <laughs> i was like what the i mean fuck i said is vivid? i said voodoo yeah i know but then again my brain it's my brain just move on 
Are you sure? Let's go. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> Ignore me. And from what <laughs> and from what I read, it really does seem to be a mix of an old world and a new world. There's just some some culture down there that I just think is oh, it's fantastic, fascinating, isn't it? And and they have an insane belief in the supernatural. Some would say the macabre. That's you know. right. I just got chills literally. I know. And Ooh. we did talk about trying to be there, I think, over Halloween, but with the cruise and then with uh, Key West coming up next month. Yeah, there's it's, just too much. It's just not going to happen. My what? husband would kill me if I left. He, again. Again. <laughs> right. After that. It's bad enough I'm leaving twice. Oh, yeah. Anyway, keep moving. One person that I've always wanted to take a, just to understand a little bit more, is uh, Marie Delphine McCarthy, a.k.a. Madame LaLaurie, and the mistress of the haunted house. My hope, honestly, is to understand what the truth is regarding her stories, the mansion, and the mansion surrounding Delphine it's no secret that rumors have muddied facts and it's likely that we'll never know exactly for sure what happened. And again, you guys, this was late 1800s, early 1800s. So a long time ago, a long time ago. (laughs) And stories have been, I'm sure to death. Well, yeah, you know, and each time it changes. You, you, do you remember that game as a kid in elementary school? Telephone. Yeah. Telephone game and telephone. I always love that game because you say something crazy and then, I think people change it on purpose and it just goes to show like people's oh, character because yeah. they want some kind of like reaction out of the yep. next person. So. I think it's a little bit of both, right? Yeah. Like, because uh, yeah, I remember that. Well, game. people want some kind of drama, right? It Absolutely. helps them not focus on their own drama. Now, Marie Delphine McCarthy, who I will from now on just call Delphine. Delphine. Delphine, one of the most notorious female killers in history, was born in 1787 to a very privileged Creole family who had moved from Ireland to the then Spanish-controlled Louisiana just a generation before her birth. So she was the second generation McCarthy born on American soil. Okay, so and that's interesting that she was from Ireland because, you know, we had all these Irish... You know, they were calling them slaves at that point, yep. and, and they were indentured servants. Yep. And that's interesting that she was that wealthy being from an Irish family. Extremely. I just got chill bumps on how wealthy she is. I mean, wow. We look a little bit, we'll, as the story goes on, we'll talk yeah. a little bit about the the life that she lived. Yeah. Now, her father was Irish, but her mother was French. Okay. So an eclectic, you know, yeah, yeah. kind of combination. Delphine had one older brother that was born in 1783. Both parents were prominent in the European Creole community. So when you think of her and her family and her childhood, I really want you to think about just like the creme de la creme, wealthy, eccentric, oh, um, so very, jelly. very prominent. <laughs> I know. Why not me? Why well, don't get why it? Not me? I don't know. Now, there was not a lot that I could find out about her childhood other than that, other than it was plagued with uh, slave rebellions and, of course, yellow fever. So, believe it or not, which I did not know, it prompted me to go into a little bit more of the history in Louisiana. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the slaves in that area were play, planned several and went through with several rebellions. Good for them. I 100% <laughs> agree. 
So in 18, I'm sorry, in 1791, and for many, many years after, there was a huge concern and anxiety, and anxiety about a slave rebellion, like we just said. Oh, yeah, because I guess it just happened so often. They were like, holy shit, if this is going to happen again. Yeah, and, and, and I will tell you, I, I think that the, the people who owned slaves in this area during this time mm-hmm. were probably some of the cruelest oh, I've that no I've doubt. ever. And I don't, I mean, I, I get it. I, it was cruel. It was, it was terrible, terrible mm-hmm. everywhere things that, but I've, the stories that I'm going to tell you, which is unreasonably, it's, it just, it, it gives me chills. It makes me sick to be honest with you. Uh, there was a constant threat that hung over the population in Louisiana. Ultimately, there was a revolt. There were several. Um, but the one that we're going to talk about started as an isolated event on a plantation that escalated into a full-scale war. Wow. This was, of course, because because the slaves wanted their freedom. They wanted equality. Hell which yeah. is their God-given That is right. reasonable. Right? I was gonna, that's reasonable. <laughs> right. I'm a human. I want to be free. Exactly. That's fair. The fighting and political turmoil lasted approximately 13 years. Oh, so wow. So this was, this was a long time. And yeah, I'm sure no it doubt. had an impact on, on, you know, everybody, no matter your status or your color. Mm-hmm. Um, slaves and other folks, uh, people that weren't slaves, fought to dissolve slavery and wanted the equality of all people, regardless of the, you know the color or their status. Because mm-hmm. there are some decent humans out there. There really are. There really are. <laughs> now, I want to just, I want to, put a blip of information in here because it's pertinent to the story. But during this span, the Louisiana colony had been secretly ceded by Spain to France and then later sold to the U S and this of course caused a lot of confusion because it, I don't know why it was a secret, but it was a secret. So Spain sold it to France and then later on France sold it to the United States, but it really wasn't, it caused some confusion, especially with the military. I'm not going to get into all of that because I didn't do a ton of research on it. Uh-huh. I just know enough to say interesting. that bit of information. <clears throat> now, at that time, slavery was outlawed by the French Republic. There was a huge outcry in the states from the people who benefited from slavery. Because believe it or not, it was a, it was a huge money pit slavery. Right. Uh, Napoleon Bonaparte was pressured and eventually sent troops. He was pressured by the people that were still in Louisiana that said, hey, it's not fair for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. We want to keep our slaves. So he was pressured so much mm-hmm. that he, he to, to, to reenact slavery, right. he sent 20,000 troops over to Louisiana to, to, to settle everything. Really? He was tired of hearing about it. There was a ton of issues. Quit your bitching. He, right. So they, they said under French rule, yeah. you, you're not, you know, slavery is outlawed. Right. So however, they were actually, the 20,000 troops were defeated um, by wow. the skill and the ferocity of the slaves and others. And they, they lacked supplies and they lacked money, but they had the knowledge of the land on the other side as well as yellow fever. So yeah, this is a time when yellow fever was still very much prominent. Yeah. So this lasted until about 1804 and ultimately resulted in the creation of the Republic of Haiti, which oh I know I didn't know that either. Damn. So in addition, both scholarly and non non scholarly scholarly writers, readers, people in general have theorized that Delphine's anger and mortification over these situations uh, motivated her to kill and torture the the slaves. Just because of all the havoc she's 
Eh, I don't. Maybe she's just evil. I, that's what I think. That's especially, <laughs> that's what I think. However, there's an argument here as her family was known and it was even documented for mixing races with slaves. Mm-hmm. It was so common in the area and not just by her family, but by many other families for the mothers of color to be added in wills and for their children to have the last name of the of the white slaveholders. Right, right. So they would actually own up to... To, to mix into the races, essentially. Mm-hmm. Well, no, I guess... Well, if... And, I, again, I don't want to get into it, but, yeah, I, I, I know, can... It's touchy, isn't it? It, it? Well, it's touchy, but then it's, like, it's examining why people thought the way they did back then. But people were ignorant, and they're still ignorant people now, but, you know, we've grown as a society that, you know, it's not cool to treat another human being like a piece of shit. Right. <laughs> so, and, our, and our culture is different. But different back now. then it almost seems like, you know, you have these people who are working for you and I, I want, I'm not saying working cause they are slaves. They're, yeah, they're, not they're treated pain. like shit, but you know, they have these children and they're going to go, I mean, essentially they're owned by these white people. And so why not give them their last name? I guess. Yeah. I mean, Agreed. that makes sense, but. And, and Delphine's family was also, now she had family money, right? So when I say her, her family, I mean, you know. She's old money. Right, old money. They were also, they were, they very much would give slaves their freedom. They didn't, mm-hmm. I, I don't know what the right word is, right? But they they were, I don't want to say generous because they Delphine was just a shitty person. But she did provide freedom to many mm-hmm. of her slaves, which I thought was kind of weird. Like, why would she do that? And then maybe she got a brain because tumor some she... or something. <laughs> <laughs> you know now, that shit affects your brain. Right, right. So back to her childhood. The McCarthy's were people of their times. They were a large family, extremely money-oriented. They were not straight, not a straight-laced family. There were stories of her mother throwing parties and being very sexually explicit with other men and women. And I don't mean like threesomes. I just mean (laughs) being very provocative, which I think would be, you know, getting down to your skibbies and jumping. I was going to say, you mean she lifted up her skirt? Yeah. It was probably what it was. Showed everybody or whatever you call that thing, the undercoat, (laughs) petticoat, petticoat. (laughs) While life was becoming a little more stable as we were getting out of these rebellions by the end of the 18th century, the slave rebellion mentality still lingered. I think for her, Mm -hmm. right. People were still skittish. They were still scared. You would think that this would prom- cause people to be nice. Yeah. Like, hey, this motherfucker could kill me. <laughs> <laughs> but no. Here's a weekly wage, my good man. <laughs> right. I mean, why? I just, I, the audacity. There was uncertainty and fear of another slave uprising. However, Delphine's family managed to continue to acquire land, more slaves. Eventually, m- it made up the entire Orleans parish. Holy. So how big is the, I mean, I don't know how big the parish is, um, but I saw a picture of it (laughs) compared to other parishes. Uh, Big. (laughs) (laughs) I don't, I mean, I'm thinking like maybe the size of like a small town, like, Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. I I don't know. It was like maybe a Gilbert. It was small. Okay. Nobody that's listening. I understand that. But, um, that's cool, though. I got nothing. They, got, they had a lot. They had a lot of, of area. Prime land. So is it near the water? I'm just kidding. I don't care. I was. I was just joking. I just wanted you to look at me like that because you. I swear to God. 
Sorry. She had Delphine. Now, Delphine had uncles serving in government. So when I say prominent and wealthy, you guys, we just continue to, to learn how privileged... And I don't mean privileged. In oh, a, we're talking white privilege I'm at talking, this point. I'm talking like, I don't, I got nothing like an Arabian prince left you $25 million privilege. <laughs> I don't know. She had, she had a silver spoon in her mouth. Many. For sure. She had uncles serving in, in the government in Louisiana as mm-hmm. well as in Florida. Also, her cousin wow. was the mayor of New Orleans for five years. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, so again, very prominent and very wealthy. Yep. <clears throat> She was taught, you know, imagine the the grace and charm that she would have been taught growing up. And it was said that she was very beautiful at a a very young age. Mm -hmm. And in 1800, at the age of 13, she married a high-ranking Spanish official named Don Raymond. Okay, I'm sorry, but that is fucked up. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I think it's more, it was more common back then at the younger ages, but I don't know that 13 was... It's still disgusting. I, I just don't see what they have to offer at 13 and a 35 year old. So he was oh. 35 years old. He was a widower and he was um, a native of Spain. Now it was said that when he arrived in Louisiana, he was quote, heartbroken and exhausted on his way to Louisiana. He lost his wife to yellow fever. So he was supposedly devastated and that just, Oh, so let me my go. My guess is it pick up a young child. Yet. Let me go pick up a young child, <laughs> a pre pubescent child. Who's probably maybe just started her period. Now a huge part of <sighs> New Orleans was under Spanish occupation. So when Don was appointed co- um, counsel, general of Spain, Delphine quickly became one of the most powerful women in Louisiana oh, at wow. the age of 13. So she was the most powerful female in that area. Wait, and she was 13 years old. I was going to say, do you think women back then were just more mature? I think. I don't know. Am I, 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 I feel to, like it was a culture thing. It was the culture. That's what they well, did. Well, yeah, but which caused them to grow up quicker, which would, you would think that they would become more mature quicker, but possibly. Possibly, yeah. I mean, yeah. So in 1804, her husband Don received a letter to return to Spain for, quote, military punishment slash unspecified punishment. Oh, wait, is that because he married a 13-year-old? Not because he married a 13-year-old. It was because he got married without the permission of Spain. Now, Delphine's family was an extremely prominent family and in the government, and Don was a high-ranking official of Spain, and it should have been approved. So, he's essentially in trouble. Oh, well. And he had to go home, and he had to be punished. Would he get spanked? <clears throat> well, you'll see. So, at that time, <laughs> Delphine was very pregnant, and they had clearly no choice. Oh, my God. Other than to pack up and leave the United States and head for head to Spain. So during the travel, they made a stop in Havana, Cuba. While they were there, her husband died and under (gasps) peculiar circumstances. So it was kind of weird because there are several stories. But the one that I read the most was there was some sort of accident in the uh, around the ship. Like he got squished between two ships or something like that. Maybe drowned. I I don't know. It was something really weird. Well, I mean, it was a bit of fun. Just saying. (laughs) And then just a few days after... No, no. Her daughter... Delphine's mm-hmm. daughter was born just a few days after he died. Oh, well, that kind of sucks yeah. for the baby, but I mean, well, I mean, <laughs> well, she stays in Cuba long enough to bury Don, and then she has her daughter baptized, and then they just head back to Louisiana. She's Got widowed. It. She's a young mother. 
she decides to go home. Let's get in the mansion. Let's family money. And let let's my just, mommy take let care my of mommy me. Take care of me. Right. So while she's there, she lives extremely comfortably until she meets her second husband. Now, he's one of the richest men in the whole region, a ruthless, a wheeler and a dealer, a very well settled <laughs> merchant, mm-hmm. banker, political intriguer, and lawyer. Dear God, his he's name got is a high... Jean Blanc. I guess when you don't have to go to school for all those things back then, then you can just add that to your resume. I also think that it was very easy for people with money, because he supposedly had a lot of money, yeah. with money to get what they want. It, oh, that's uh, fair. I don't... Yeah, but... but Jean Blanc. Blanc. There's more to suggest that Jean. Jean bought and sold slaves illegally. Although he did his best to hide it, it would be uh, hidden very well, actually, until many years after his death. In the 13 years that he was in Louisiana, he participated in 335 <gasps> slave trades. Holy shit. Now, this is a remarkable number for someone who claimed to be a merchant banker and an attorney. Uh, now, I, I don't know what an average number would be. That's but a lot. Supposedly, this was off the charts. I would say that is a lot, especially if you're all three of those things. Like, when do you do your day job? <laughs> well, and, right, yeah. Which is your day job. So, yeah. the more that I read, the more that I think that he was just into slave trading and slave selling and slave buying. So, he would have been like the drug dealer. That's, well, it was legal. Of the 1700s. It, it was legal. However. Yeah, but it was illegal what he was doing, whatever the hell he was doing. Well, some of these things supposedly were off the books. I don't know what was legal and illegal back then. Right. I would imagine that you had to at least document. One of the things that I right, did document find, each person, I would imagine. They did a yeah. really good job of documenting and buying and selling. Yeah, Most yeah, yeah. of these were sales and very few were purchases. So if you... In my mind, uh, so I'm going to explain it, but like the black market slave trade. Would yeah, be well, it way. sounds like if he's selling people too, it's like, I wonder if... And he's not putting it on the books, so he can probably... Well, that and where is he getting them from? And is it illegal? Yep. Is he kidnapping? I, well, I mean, I guess they were all being kidnapped if you really want to get down to it. But yeah, well, I'm curious what sales versus purchases. Why would you... I Yeah, I don't know. So in addition, he allegedly had a source of slaves that he did not report. There is evidence to support that slaves in this area were valued at twice as much than neighboring counties. Mm. So who knows what he was doing? Who knows? Cooking I, books. Right. But the bottom line is, is the, the Blancs are rich. Rich, rich, rich. No shit. And before Jean's death at the age of 50 in 1815, they would have four children. Holy now, cow. I'm going to read you guys these names because I... It's they're terrible. All right. Um, so Marie Louise Pauline. Oh. Louise Marie Laure. Marie Louise Marie Louise Jean. They're just like interchanging the names. Jean Pierre Pauline Blanc. <laughs> oh, so they were all girls. No. Well, which one's a girl? A boy. They're all girls except the youngest one. Oh, Jean 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 Jean, Jean, Jean? Pierre Pauline. Okay, Blanc. so maybe, but he, all she did was take Marie and Louise and, Louise, and like change them all around you, several it's times. Terrible. It killed me. And oh, then every God. time I went back and read this, I was like, I'll just skip skip over this. But I I kept rereading it. And it just pissed me off. Even yeah, more. no, that's horrible. So this <laughs> that's awful. So this again leaves Delphine at a very young age. I mean, not fifteen or whatever, or thirteen, <laughs> but she's twenty eight years old. She's a widow for the second time. Twenty eight and a widow. widow for the second time. And she's the mother of five young children, all under the age of 11. 
And she needs to settle her late husband's estate. Oh, God. And at 28, get bored. So this includes the land, the slaves, any property, anything that they had that was purchased by him. Right? Mm-hmm. And so she she couldn't do this herself. She hires a representative to assist with these. They take inventory of all the assets, all the obligations. They just take a deep dive into everything. And mm-hmm. it was not long before she realized that her husband's debt debts were so much that she had to renounce the community of property to save her and her family's own personal assets. So, so hang on, let me just read this part to you. At his death, he had what is equivalent to $2.5 million in debt. $2.5 million in today's debt. That is insanity. So what the hell was he doing? Well, yeah, I got nothing. He was definitely a, a, a weird dude. Delphine was left to sell pretty much everything. Uh, It it almost completely ruined her. Matter of fact, after they auctioned everything, Mm -hmm. Delphine ended up purchasing one of the properties of the estate at an above value to to help out. It was, it was bad, bad. Dear God. So she had to pay his debt and it's, well, she, she, I mean, after she auctioned it all, she essentially tried to recuse herself. Right. Yeah. And, and but God. but this this almost this almost ruined her. And I, I swear to God, this woman just seems to have the best luck because, I mean, I would imagine if I was her, I would think it was a terrible luck. But around right. this time, her father passes away. I don't know that is, that's lucky. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> she's creepy enough, right? She's sadist oh. enough to be like sweet, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's but it, fair. <laughs> but I wouldn't think it would be lucky. But her father passes away, and it is the this is the only reason that she did not fall completely into financial ruin, because oh. her and her brother split the entire family estate, Holy. and she also had a few shrewd real estate dealings that would put her back on her feet again. And when I say back on her feet again, I mean wealthy like she was wealthy. Well, it sounds like her dad had a shit ton of money, so splitting just that alone would like... Yeah. Yeah. Lift my spirit. <laughs> it's it's not what you and I were like when I'm financially comfortable, it's literally nothing like literally nothing. What she's dealing with. Because I'm like, I have extra twenty bucks. So yeah. Clearly you and I have no <laughs> clue what that's kidding. like. <laughs> now now, you know, again, she's no longer a child. She is a widow two times and the mother of five children. God. And she is possibly plagued with the slave rebellion, right? Mm-hmm. Still kind of going on in, in her I, head. I'm trying to understand that, but go ahead. She's, she's... You think she has PTSD? No, no, no. I am not saying I think she no, has I'm PTSD. No, I'm just asking your opinion. Like, if, when you say plagued, I'm trying to understand what you mean by plagued. Well, she's constantly thinking about it. Oh, okay. That's okay. what I mean. Oh, okay, okay, okay. It's always in the back of her head. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, depending on the source that you read... Yeah, yeah. That's not the case at all. Got it. Okay. Uh, she continues to live her single socialite, 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 socialite life until 1825 when she meets a man 20 years younger, oh, a doctor by the name of Leonard Louis Nicolas Lalaurie. Why do they have 80 names? Well, he's French. Once so, again, I ask, why do they have 80 names? I don't know. I just know that. Oh, a lot if of you have a French have... family or your French descent, explain. Send me an email. Explain to me. I would love to know. I would love to have a whole bunch of like different pretty names and then and then pick which one I felt like that day. Okay, we're gonna move on. <laughs> <See>? <laughs> Leonard 
was said to be a very mousy man from an upper middle class family in France. So he didn't have a lot of money. He was, I would imagine as a child, he was just comfortable. He had never experienced the wealth that Delphine was accustomed to. And they married and it was rumored due to Delphine being pregnant. It's just, that was a rumor. Oh, now she stopped. They married. I'm just kidding. But they married, and this is fact. They married after the birth of this of their son, due to Leonard taking a trip back home to France. He was gone for like five months. Wow. So, and of course, this was something that led to embarrassment at that time. You know, it wasn't something that they talked about. Oh well, about yeah, you didn't talk about that. <laughs> so Delphine and her supporters, because believe it or not. Her and her family had a ton of supporters, would later say that they were married before the child was born. Even though she couldn't change the record, she convinced people in her community to say that she was married before her son was born. Hmm. I just, like, who fucking cares? I know, well, now nobody but cares, I get it. but back then it was so a curr- big deal. Yeah. Currently, Delphine was 40, still quite beautiful, extremely wealthy, and Leonard was 25. Oh, my God. I can't. It's, I mean, go girl. <laughs> go girl. It's really, you know, it's really, right. It's really anyone's guess as to what they saw in each other. Um, her daughter was only two years younger than her husband. Oh, yeah. I guess that would be. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's no different than, I guess, this women was marrying. This at the time. This was one of those things that was 30 years of at the time. And True. typically the age difference was completely swapped. Right, like right. We oh, definitely. Yeah. 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 You don't see that a lot, like older women going for younger men. I mean, unless you have a shit ton of money. Back then. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You never heard and of it, right? And it's a boy toy, right? I guess. I mean, that's what I think, even though his doctor status to me is awesome, but her was probably like, whatever. <laughs> well, that's where, yeah, this is our play money. So, so we're around 1828, 1829 timeframe. And it's known and documented that the relationship between Delphine and her young husband is not a good one. They fight, they separate, and then they return to each other. So it's, I mean, I know people that do that. So well, like, that's fair. This type of behavior is continued through the century. Yeah, I was going to say that hasn't stopped. <laughs> it, it likely will never stop until I hate you. I no love more. you. I hate you. I love you. Yeah. <laughs> That's got, that's stressful. <laughs> Extremely. Um, it is also around this time that a gentleman by the name of Jean Bose writes in his periodic newsletter the earliest mentions of Delphine's cruelty to her slaves. Oh, gosh. These really are family papers, and now they're in the historic New Orleans, co- New Orleans collection. So what happened is Jean Bose was taking ownership and while uh, of a ba- of a business while the owners were traveling to France and so he was just responsible to write back and forth the happenings oh. around the property and how things were going gotcha okay got so it so he apparently took this job a little to the end you know like just overboard oh, so he wrote serious he ended up sending ended up being like a newsletter that he would send interesting <clears throat> I guess he's like just kind of like the fly on the wall exactly yeah. exactly so the Lalauries would later buy the lot on Royal Street and build a mansion, and w- and this is the mansion that would become the Madame Lalaurie's torture chamber, where she would kill her slave, and it's actually still the location of the hotel today. Oh wow! It's not the original um, building because the original burned down, but it's at the same spot. Oh wow! And it's not a sp- it's not a small a small lot either. You know these people are wealthy, so they're buying blocks, city blocks. The move to the mansion did not help the Lalaurie's La uh, relationship, <laughs> and 
John Bowes, having advanced in age, became close to all the action. And I get the sense that he was a little bit of a, a, a nosy... What are they Nelly? Yeah, a nosy Nelly. He was, yeah. It seemed like he was just constantly trying to figure out what was happening. Like well, I mean, a, if he's sending a whole newsletter for oh, happenings around the house, Lollerie pooped twice today, <laughs> and the little one, I don't know, tied her shoe once. Well, and he's, What the fuck? He's not a spy, but when I was reading Clearly, this, I was like... He is. He is. I mean, he... 100% just, is. God. But, you know, these uh, writings and things, they really didn't come to light until much later. I know, so. but how awesome would it be to find now? Awesome. I mean, that shit's awesome. interesting now. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So Delphine filed for a separation, citing Leonard had treated her poorly and, quote, rendered their living together unsupportable, end quote, and that he effectively abused her viciously. And essentially what he stated was, and I quote again, in the presence of many witnesses, he beat and wounded her in the most outrageous and cruel manner, end quote. Do you feel like that's true? Or you think she's full yeah. of shit? No, I feel like this is true. because So the, he just beat, like, the, he, the doctor, like, beat her? Well, apparently, you know, I, there was actually record of this that they could find. Oh. That's why I believe this. It's a lot well, of this. I mean, that I mean, sucks it's actually, for her. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like she probably deserved it. But oh, snap. <laughs> so her four children would later Wait, support. We don't condone abuse. <laughs> we do not. We, we do not. I guess unless you deserve it. But then I mean, I'm just saying, don't don't put your oh hands my gosh, on somebody. That's horrible. Unless yeah. you want them to put their hands on you. And I feel like that's fair. Madame Lollerie. Yeah. I feel like she was the kind of person who was like an instigator volatile especially yeah. she did not like this husband because he was i think because he was weak and she was definitely very much a powerhouse oh, yeah that's fair and and she very much an alpha and i feel like she just didn't she really didn't respect him and so he beat her ass i feel like he i feel like a couple times he lost his shit <laughs> <laughs> but there were a couple of instances and it wasn't like it happened every day and i'm not condoning it but it wasn't absolutely not don't condone time, abuse right been there done that but it happened enough to where her her four children would later support the abuse claims. However, Madame LaLaurie continued to stay at least partially at the mansion on Royal Street. So mm -hmm. she would, they, she didn't separate. Right. I was going to say right. they're still shacking up. Right. They didn't live entirely separate and they were notorious, like I said, for fighting, reconciling and repeating the cycle. Also, they were still helping each other with business transactions, their signatures would appear together on several, several notary acts. Mm -hmm. So for the next few years during this time and for many years, slavery, slavery was considered a necessity in the colonial Louisiana, as well as in many parts of the United States of America. Mm -hmm. Right. So we know that it was something everybody, everybody did. Everybody did. That being said, there was, also a degree of chastisement that was considered normal or or needed if you happen to own slaves. Huh. So I would like to say here that excessive cruelty was 100% prohibited by law. If you were caught or if it was proven that you used excessive cruelty, you would be liable to criminal prosecution. Yeah, but who's going to actually report it? But it was absolutely legal to shackle and whip... <laughs> With God. rods and ropes. That's, I'm sorry, but what's excessive at that point? Well, if you wait a minute. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, God, it see. just makes me upset. Sorry. So the American Black Code of the Territory of Louisiana, Section 16, provided very little protection for anyone that was enslaved, stating, and I quote, in case any person should inflict any cruel punishment except 
flogging, striking with the whip, leather thong, (gasps) switch, small stick, putting irons in, or confining such slave, the said person shall forfeit and pay for every offense a fine not exceeding $500 and no less than $200. Okay, let, uh, can we dissect this for just no, a minute? No, we can't dissect it too much. I know, we won't. I promise. But I I just want to say, one, at that point, you're kind of like, at present time, the Me Too movement, who's actually going to speak up? <laughs> because you've got so many people afraid. You've got high-powered people. And then you've got the slaves. Who's going to go complain? So you can beat my ass and, ex- and and tell me exactly what's excessive. I just, ex- okay, well, just listen. Hang on. We're not I, done. I, it's awful. According, I to, my point is it's, okay, oh, you're going to explain. All right, according fine. to section 17, and I quote, if any slave being mutilated, beaten, or ill-treated, the owner or other person having charge of the slave shall be deemed responsible and guilty of said offense and shall be prosecuted without further evidence unless said owner can prove the contrary by good and sufficient evidence or can clear himself by his own oath. What that means is... I can swear that I didn't do it under right. oath and I will be pronounced innocent. Well, so this exactly. is this are what this is what the American Black Code of the Louisiana Territory sections 16 and 17 said was and was not legal for slave owners. That's horrible because at one point it says you can flog them and basically with like a whip, yep. leather thong, switch, whatever and it putting irons in irons. What the hell does that mean? Shackle. Oh, oh okay, 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 okay. Yeah. So yeah. this meant that slave owners were never prosecuted because the only witnesses that uh, that they would have would be the slaves themselves. And exactly. Here's the thing. Back then, slaves were not allowed in by law to testify against any white people. Right. So it's a two it's twofold for white people. Well it's a win win for white people. Exactly. It doesn't matter. You're gonna nobody can say you did something wrong unless well, it it's would, another it white have, person maybe. Exactly. That, exactly. It would have to be um uh, someone who was white that would have And if you it. are beaten with a whip, I mean you're allowed to use a whip, so what does it matter? So it, you're still beating. Oh my god, it makes me angry. Sorry, it's so whole. It's so fucked up. So I read there were several very disturbing atrocities towards many slaves, and very few white owners were held accountable, which I don't think we're all shocked by. Mm-hmm. Some of the enslaved victims fought back, severely injuring or killing their attacker, who would be their owner only to be hung, flogged, or convicted in some other way. It was completely sick. But it does appear that during this time, Delphine was responsible for some of these acts as well. So this was when I when I say, yeah, this is something that I think was prominent in the area. Mm -hmm. So again, another trigger warning here, you guys, because we're going to get into some very specific examples of of how terrible this torture was for for some of these people. And I want to mention here, because we're going to see there's a free woman of color who also beat and mistreated her slaves. So when I say it was a, I think when I say culture thing, I mean, like, I feel like whether clearly there were more white people, right? Right. Right. But there were also, 
I just, across the board, slaves, whoever was doing it, just bad rap. Right. So <laughs> bad at, one, rap. at one point, a free woman of color um, was arrested for putting her slaves to torture. I couldn't find what putting her slaves to torture mean, but I did find that when they used the word torture, it was severe. Versus beating? Versus like a flogging, right? Right. I mean, like cutting into people. Gross. Sure. Yeah. So, and Mrs. Pardon was arrested for inflicting cruel and unlawful punishment on a young slave girl for her own property. So she beat this child because she had her own item. She had her own item? Yeah. She just, she, she I think people <laughs> just enjoyed beating people back then, but it wasn't uncommon for, for them to be beat for just just for the sake of being just for beat. the sake of being beat that's awful a police officer discovered a slave boy belonging to miss woods bearing marks of extreme cruel treatment unable to walk from the severity of his injuries and appearing as if he were starved or had been starved right an inhumane woman and and quote inhumane woman in quote named fanny smith alleged to be the quote keeper of a house of prostitution end quote had tortured two young enslaved boys by burning them with red hot rods and had thrown her s- female slave Eliza into the street naked Aww. with her back beaten and mangled in a horrible manner and with uh, her wounds exposed and bleeding that's awful I mean just the, the cruelness in one civil case an overseer <sighs> who I found out would be uh, a slave owner mm-hmm. who had sh- Stripped an enslaved man naked, tied him down on the cold pavement, on the cold ground, whipped him, and poured castor oil down his throat. And he died within a few hours. Oh, my God. In another case. That's so awful. Yeah, this one's, this one's really terrible. But in another case, a slave owner nailed a man's penis to a porch post and, quote, inflicted blows upon him until he pulled loose from the post, end quote. And he ended up dying of his injuries. I, I yeah. don't we we don't understand. we can't I don't think we can understand. What so is, yeah, how in the I, I every it was like more people were um they were definitely savage by you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Extremely savage back then. Now, I could find one case where there was a conviction but I was unable to determine what the sentence was. In this instance of a defendant who gouged out a hole in his slave's abdomen and beat him to death. So the slave owner was convicted of manslaughter, mm-hmm. but whatever his punishment was, it wasn't severe enough as far as I'm concerned. Oh. I don't know what his punishment was. I could not find that. Now, Delphine owned at least... 44 men, women, and children between 1816 when she settled the estate of her second husband, John Blanc, and 1834 when she ran and escaped New Orleans after um, she was discovered. Mm -hmm. There is evidence of their names, ages, their color, skills, um, all in the notorial court records in in Mm -hmm. a town office somewhere. She right. had a, she Delphine being she really was developing a reputation of being a cruel mistress, but she did in quote unquote grant freedom to some of her slaves. Wonder, isn't that weird? 
Like, why would you go from one extreme to the other? Well, so what I what I what I read, and this is, I'm just regurgitating based on what I remember. Mm-hmm. There were certain women and men that were enslaved that she ended up developing a bond with, or they did so good at their jobs, she wanted to give them something back. Now, these were typically people in the house and not in the fields. Right? Oh, okay, because yeah. I got it. Yeah, she so might when you think be about more... like a like you know, uh, maybe the, whoever cooks her meals cooks her or meals. maybe brush. I don't know. I think she would have conversation. Yeah. And once you get to know somebody, it's easier to bond. Yeah. So there were, and there were, there were actually several and, and it was one of those things too. When her, when members of her family started to die, that's when they would give the slaves their freedom because of so many years of great service or whatever. I don't know. It was pretty interesting actually. She was also never accused of mistreatment until after her marriage to Lollary in 1928. So there was nothing that she was taken to court for until her marriage with the young doctor. So you think maybe because he was abusive? I, you know, I, she let would me tell be you, abusive. My mind swapped to so many different things. Right. I thought that anywhere from, she was just, she's a, a sadist to mm-hmm. maybe she was scared of a, of a slave rebellion and took it out on as many slaves as she could mm-hmm. to, man, that kind of makes sense. I, I get mean, it. Maybe to maybe her husband, the doctor wanting her to bring them to a torture chamber so he could actually work on them. I don't know. I'm, I'm, to, I'm, I'm gonna, mean, I'm going to go with, you know what, so far. And here's my belief is that she may be worried about us. I, slave rebellion in the beginning I was a little skeptical but you think about it psychologically you feel like okay if I'm I'm worried about an uprising and my slaves are going to kill me I'm going to rule with fear you know what I mean I can I can see that but then again I I when I say I flop back and forth yeah I'm to those three scenarios those Mm -hmm. were the main ones I and, and I get it she her family a lot of it was biracial and yeah. and to you know Spaniards and African Americans and you know across the board to so you would think like why would she do that but she didn't do any she didn't torture anyone before white. this dude <laughs> well yeah yeah yeah, yeah so but- she clearly had or unless here's one maybe she thought nobody would care I don't know I'm a sadist just, yeah. I want to I want to hurt somebody I can't hurt a white man or woman because somebody's going to investigate that but oh, that's fair you know what i doubt anybody's going to come and check so i don't know i'm telling you it's just i was all over the place with this one yeah i'm, I'm kind of in the middle right now yeah i'll let you know what i think yeah. later <laughs> so later on that year the stories and rumors really began to fly around town um with regards to her mistreatment of the enslaved just before her move into the mansion on Royal Street, and while she was still living at one of one of her plantations, one of them, her right, her abuse begins to become public knowledge. Quote: Finally, justice descended on her home, and after being assured of the truth of the denunciations for barbarous treatment of her slaves, contrary to the law, the authorities found them still all bloody. She had them incarcerated, letting them be given only the bare necessities, end quote. So what wow. that means essentially is she had 
slaves shackled in in a room somewhere and was only giving them the bare minimum to to stay alive and she was torturing them oh my god that's awful so delphine's case came before the criminal court criminal court but she was and i quote absolved from blame by an indulgent jury who contended that no witness had come forward to declare that she was seen beating the slaves with their own hands with her own hands which caused such a now end quote right which caused such a public outcry this should serve as a lesson for her to avoid the cruelty that characterizes this family so basically she got away with it well, because she, no other white people are going, oh, yeah, no, she beat her slaves. So, yeah, and, and so, oh my I God. don't know how. How infuriating. I don't know how luck continues to follow her. Mm. Her violent behavior, quote, roused her neighbors in arms against her. They announced that they would no longer hear such actions, and in case they did, she should become amenable to the law end quote so basically what they're saying is look we've heard too much about it we hear it's terrible some of us you know aren't sadists if we catch this going on again we're going to take action right 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 what i just mm. so now but this is where i'm getting like so they didn't originally i don't understand well now here's where i get to where i like the whole sadist thing to me is driving home because she she's punishing these people now right so now what does she do she retaliated by drawing in income quote by hiring out her slaves who every week were compelled to bring home their own pay to her woe to them who did not return on time or whose earnings were less than thought proper her house slaves had no better fate. On the slightest occasion, she confined them to the cellar, fettered them with iron chains, where she visited only to practice her cruelty on them, end quote. So she took she took revenge out that's on awful. the enslaved people there. That's that's absolutely horrible. I and I feel like there's some kind of movie and I keep God. I've been talking about this since we you wanted to do this, do her, and I swear there's a movie out there that and like Kathy Bates or somebody is like Madame Lorraine, La Lorraine, oh, and I yeah, that's American Horror Story. Well, yeah, but I thought there was another movie. Kathy Bates is Madame Lollery in that one. Oh, okay. So yeah. that's what I'm thinking yeah. of the whole time. And if you okay. haven't, and that's called The Coven. And yeah. look, I, okay. I'm a huge um, H.S. fan. So that is my favorite. And that, yeah, I saw that one. That was um, season three, right? I don't know. I, I think don't it was know. season three. Because I have only gotten to season three. <laughs> I know I'm horrible, but... Oh, my God. I've watched all of them. Like, I'm done. I've watched them all. Um, I've watched some of them twice. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, I'm that that person. Okay. Do you have a job? I'm just kidding. (laughs) Yes, I do. (laughs) I love my job. I'm joking. (laughs) So, on May of... In... By May of 1832, the LaLaurie's move into this mansion on Royal Street. Then, um, another charge was brought against uh, Delphine for her barbarous treatment of her slaves, quote, oh. unquote, right? Um, she was able to pay a large sum of money in order for it to essentially go away. So oh, you guys, so I'm going to beat them, but I'm going to give you some money and make so, it go away. I mean, I'm I'm oh. not I'm not black. I'm 100% white. Yeah, you is. But you even me, have freckles. But let me tell you. <laughs> She's super white. I mean, I, I, I'm not, like, that kind of money, 
Like I know even in today's society, people who have large sums of money still can't, can't get away. Yeah. Going to jail. A ton for, of things. Yeah. Yeah. So across the board, that shit ain't fair. Well, understand. <laughs> no, I agree. But understand we're in 1832. We also. And, and people. We have. Hit she's it less got than. people. I was going to say, but she's got people all intertwined yeah. in the government. Yep. Who knows how far her tentacles extend right and i say tentacles on purpose now (laughs) now get this so while that case was being settled one of her adult male enslaved workers had to be held in protective custody at a guardhouse where he was receiving treatment from delphine's abuse oh my god so imagine being this strong adult black man and having to cower down to this woman to this 40 whatever year old demeaning and not just that Dude, Just, I would have ran a poker straight through her. Oh, you've got I mean, no idea. I, I would have beat her ass. That's terrible. Beat. But that just tells you she's the monster. That's why I said I'm torn between those three because then you we're going to go through some more things. So don't don't get... All right, don't overthink it now. Let's, let's keep going. So, matter of fact, during her marriage to LaLaurie, there are several instances where... She's brought to civil civil court, but is able to pay her way out of it or swear under oath that she did not cause harm. And because there were no witnesses and you couldn't be a witness against a white person if you were black or right. of any color, she she could not be prosecuted. Of course. It was very... The system was set up to... Protect the white person. To protect the white... Yeah. Absolutely. To protect the white man. So yeah. Delphine would also beat her own daughters. She would, it was said that she would, now she did not torture them like she tortured the enslaved victims, right? She Mm -hmm. did not do that. But she apparently beat the shit out of her girls whenever they would try to sneak food or water to to the victims of Delphine. Oh my God. Yeah. She treated the enslaved so bad that the state actually threatened to come and take them away only to resell them to the public. Oh my god! Because that's that's so much better, right? <laughs> no, oh yeah, no, I get oh it. Oh my god! So Delphine's neighbor. <laughs> now here we're kind of getting into like her real sadistic, gross stuff. So uh, Delphine's neighbor heard a piercing shriek from her, the next courtyard and saw quote a little girl, apparently about eight years old, flying across the yard towards the house with Delphine pursuing her cowhide, which is a whip in hand. End quote. The neighbor saw the child, and I quote again, run from story to story with Delphine following until both came out upon the top of the house. End quote. Putting her hands over her eyes in horror, the neighbor did not witness the girl's fall, but she heard the body hit the courtyard and later saw her lifeless form taken up. Oh my God. The quote, limbs hanging as if every bone was broken. End quote. That night, the neighbor, and I quote again, saw the body brought out a shallow hole dug by torchlight light in the corner of the yard and the corpse covered over and that is awful so the story is delphine was chasing this very young a female black slave yeah. right um six seven eight years old <sighs> with a whip and i i don't know why for whatever reason this is why i think she's just a sadist chased yeah. her through the house up to the third floor and off the roof so the the child would have rather have like jump clearly to her death. she wanted to kill her jump yeah. to her death or maybe hope that she could live instead of dealing her wrath now oh uh, god bless madame lalaurie 
she, it didn't matter to her whether you were female or male or young or old. She victimized, enslaved, and tortured all ages. But it was said that if you were a young female or a child, you were in more danger to oh be my. chosen. Really? I guess yeah. because they were, I guess, vulnerable. Yeah. Or I just, again, I, you know, th- I, I do need to say here that this story was never corroborated, but there were many reliable sources that claim it to be true. And it de- really depends on what source you read, because mm-hmm. there were so many conflicting stories. You have people who you can just, you knew it was mm-hmm. the way it, it was a rumor or something was added. There was a lot of flair. But I chose those two women that I cited earlier. I chose their yeah. stories because they really seemed to have supporting documentation. Mm-hmm. Um, and from the late 1700s, early mid 1800s, that's few and far between. No doubt. So on April 10th of 1834, a huge fire broke out at the Lollary home. This was big news at the time in New Orleans. Um, It started in the kitchen of the home. Now, during this time, and like many other houses, the kitchen was attached to the service wing, and it had the slave quarters above, which I I didn't know the kitchen was typically, you know, sort of separated from Mm -hmm. the house. Mm -hmm. Um, The papers actually reported, and it was known to some neighbors already, Quote, that the proper, that the upper part of this building was used as a prison and that it was then tenanted by several unfortunate slaves loaded with <gasps> chains, end quote. Oh, my God. So they were just stuck there. So here's, a shitty, here's the shitty part about it. Oh. There were people, I'm not saying everybody, but there were neighbors. There was a group of individuals in that area who knew that she had um, a, a, a quarter, like a torture section a torture a, a yeah, torture yeah, yeah. room yeah yeah and yeah and nobody did anything oh my god I, well let me rephrase horrible. that i could not i could not find anywhere where somebody wanted to go against her and and, I would, and argue yeah. yeah and i would venture mm-hmm. to believe that it's because of her status no doubt because of her money her yeah family no doubt money. no doubt oh my god that's horrible so this fire clearly it's drawing some crowds and some of the on onlookers decided that they were going to help the lalauries move their valuables in case the fire spread to the main house <laughs> oh because that's important right yet other oh bystanders <laughs> grew very concerned about the slaves in the quarters which i'm assuming yes. they all knew about right sure one of them was a man a judge named um Connage who asked Mr. Laurie, 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 and I quote, in a very polite manner, to have the slaves removed to a place of safety, end quote. Laurie, however, replied to the judge, and I quote, with much rudeness, there are those who would be better employed if they would attend to their own affairs <gasps> instead of officiously intermeddling with the concerns of other people oh my god so, so just let now, them burn let them burn yeah. turn so, your blind eye oh my god so now i hope these people are burning in hell well here's where i go to okay now he's com- this mousy man yes is, is completely supporting her he there's something. He knew what was going on. He Absolutely wanted it. Absolutely, he did. He's something, right? He's so a piece of shit as well. He's basically saying, I need you to fuck off. Yeah, yeah. Right? <laughs> in, in a polite way. 
right? But, in, but, quote, in quote. <laughs> so this is what I'm saying. Like, I kind of jumped from those different scenarios earlier. Oh. I'm like, oh my gosh, okay. So now her husband is. He's just supporting her, her. Yeah, because he doesn't want to get his ass beat. He gets like his ass beat on a regular basis. I, I, I you, don't know. You're taking the road that says he's more in control. No, 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 no. This bitch has him whipped. No, no, not not necessarily that he's more in control, right? But, you know, maybe it's twofold. Maybe he's got some weird shit going on, too. He was a doctor. I don't give a fuck. Maybe he wanted to they do some H.H. Are- some Holmes shit and operate on people. I mean, maybe, but I feel like he's probably scared of his wife. So he's like, yeah, you buzz off because I, I, we got some slaves up in here and I'm not even, I'm, I'm protecting my wife. I'm, I feel like he's probably terrified of his wife. I don't know. All right. Well, I I I will accept your opinion. Why, thank you. As, <laughs> I appreciate so, that. <laughs> as the flames uh, grow, essentially the judge is like, hey, uh, fuck off, you guys. And he gives the order to break down the doors. He Good. basically says, hey, you guys get in there and let's save who we can. So the citizens that entered the service wing were met with an, and I quote, an appalling sight as several wretched slaves emerged from the smoking interior, their bodies covered with scars and loaded with chains, end quote. Um, And among them was a, and I quote again, an enslaved woman upwards of 60 years of age. Oh my God. I don't awful. I don't know that because they, 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 they actually called this out in the source that I looked at. And so Mm -hmm. I don't know if, I didn't think that that slavery ended at a certain age. So oh, I don't no. know why it was. You ever watch Gone with the Wind? Yeah. No, I, I have. But I, I, I guess what I'm saying is I don't I mean, know why they called was... this out specifically. Oh, well. Because oh. that's why I was like, I, I thought that it didn't matter how old you were. Yeah, no, it didn't so, matter. But the author matter. thought for some reason to actually specifically state this. Well, because I think it's very... Oh, it's terrible. Horrible. And it's going to, like, you know, pull on your emotions that you have a 60-year-old woman who's... Chained up. Chained up and probably beaten and and neglected and all kind of things. Now, now it gets even... gets more interesting, right? Mm-hmm. Because rescuers did find that there were... Seven slaves, completely mutilated, Ugh. suspended by the neck, with their <gasps> limbs stretched and torn from the from one extremity to the other, confined for several months, and had been kept alive only to prolong their suffering. Ugh. One elderly woman, which is the woman we just talked about, mm-hmm. said that it was her who set the fire in hopes to end the suffering for her and all the others. I mean, that's how miserable they were. That is actually something that I thought before this whole fight. Like, if this fight... So, this woman... Mm-hmm. I mean, people may have died. Right. But she stopped Delphine. She was like, you know what, I'm Delphine done. Because Delphine was yeah. going to keep going. Or whoever. They were going to keep doing this. Because, because I'd rather die than have to live another day. Exactly. What kind of hope? Your hope is gone. So, so in oh. that time, until she died, because it was, it was, you know, nobody would have cared. Right. They just wouldn't have. And God. so she, if if this truly is the story, and like I said, this was what was quoted, mm-hmm. and I do think that she, when one of the um, enslaved women did set it in hopes that like, hey, maybe this will draw the attention. They'll pull our bodies out of here and then something. Right, 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 right. So at that point, Delphine with her husband, and I assume their small young son fled the mansion and... 
they they basically took off. Yep. So while the fire is happening, they take off. Now this really angered the public, as you can imagine. White and black people alike. A huge crowd attacked the home that was burned and quote, the doors and windows were broken open. The crowd composed of persons of all classes and colors rushed in and the work of destruction commenced, end quote. In one short hour, every article of furniture was thrown into the street and smashed into a thousand pieces. The very panels and floors were doomed to destruction. Indeed, nothing that could lay hands on that they could lay hands on escaped the fury of the people. It was cut and smashed until the interior of the building was stripped of its elegant contents and completely laid waste. The valuable furniture, jewelry, and plate, which had been removed at the time of the fire, were returned to the house and, of course, of the afternoon and became a prey to popular vengeance. The mob continued their operations on the roof and walls of the building until late in the, basically early in the morning, and the house was completely, it was essentially demolished. There was nothing left but the walls. So there was a mob. They're, they're like, hey, we got we to gotta get this woman. And then they only, just, then they discover she's escaped. So then they break out into a mob and tear her home apart. Well, it, it, it at least lets you know that there's other people that are like, this bitch is crazy. I mean, there's there's some sense of like, thank <laughs> like God. There's, there, not thank everybody you. in the story is shitty. I because- know. I'm waiting for somebody to be like, like, oh my God, I can't believe what's happened to these poor people. Oh yeah, it's terrible. So Del- Delphine's gone. She's crossed the water to the town of Mandeville in St. Tammany Parish, and I know I butchered that. Um, and the, the Lollaries spent several weeks in this area as a guest of one of Delphine's nieces. Oh my God. The fact that her niece accepted her. Yeah. So these types of families, blood is thicker than anything else. And then I guess maybe news travels a little slower back Mm. in those days. That's fair. So on April 21st, Delphine signed a power of attorney placing um, two of her son-in-laws in in charge of her affairs. She's like, shit, we got to get out of here. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's, she's smart. She's Mm -hmm. not stupid. She may be a sadist, but she's not an idiot. Well, she was married at 13, so. Mm, That's fair. (laughs) Hard knock life. Exactly. (laughs) Thank you. So basically, and you know, they're going to manage all of the affairs, the property, the business, anything that's related to anything in the state of Louisiana and that parish. He has control literally of everything. Literally. Literally. Now, there are many stories about what happened to her, but there seems to be one that is actually corroborated because the one that I heard about was not this one. But, you know, so what do we know? We know that Delphine, and this has been corroborated, Delphine traveled from Louisiana to Alabama to New York City and from New York City over to France. Damn. So let me tell you, though, news actually spreads a little quicker than I think that I thought. And I'm going to quote here. You think that you thought? Yeah. I like that. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) So I'm quoting. Quote, the account of Delphine traveling along the Gulf Coast to Mobile, Alabama, and from there to New York City turns out to be true. The facts come from a particularly unexpected source, the published journal of an American poet, William Colin Bryant. Now I'm pausing here. Can you imagine being someone who's escaping some terrible deed? Right. And you're on a boat with a fucking poet. Yeah, I got nothing. Okay, pick me back up. Bryant wrote that on June 24th, 1834, he set sail from New York for the French port of Le Havre on the ship named Poland. He noted that he was seasick 
until my arrival and consequently had little disposition to study the characters of my fellow passengers. Although he did observe a pretty looking French woman, a mm. Madame Lollery, in quote. Nice. So Bryant's familiar of her story, either from reports on the national press or from the gossip of the other travelers and claim that she was disguised as a man. Oh, wow. So I know. So she... This is what I'm telling you. Again, here we go back to she knew she fucked up. She knew she's of wrong. Of course she did. She's a complete sadist. Well, what kills me is that, you know, you think about it, and I do a lot of ancestry research, and so... Gossip does travel fast. Oh, absolutely. And do you know, like, in that time, like, 1800, whatever, we're thinking, we're looking at newspapers, and it's like, Mrs. Joe Smith traveled to see her sister at, you know, blah, 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 and it gives the address. Right. And then they spent the day drinking tea and discussing politics. Yeah. Like, literally, that is what the fucking article says. So it makes me wonder, like, what well, was, was published? This was news news. <laughs> I know. This is my question. Is like, what is the news that was published? Madame Larie, La Larie. I'm sure. And beat I, the shit out of no, some people I, in I, the street. <laughs> no, I don't I don't know for sure. And it's not a bad idea. But I would imagine it would be something like um, Madame La Larie's mansion burned to the ground. Right, right, right. Several enslaved victims tied to stove and kitchen. I don't know. Oh. Like, I would imagine it would be something like, it's got to be eye-catching. It's got to be eye-catching. Because reporters are dicks. I don't care where you are and what time zone Oh, no. Yeah, They're no, all assholes. No offense to anyone who's a reporter, because that would be an awesome yeah, job. but I don't care. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So his journal confirmed. His journal confirmed, right? Yes. So back then, I guess everybody kept a journal. So his journal confirmed that Delphine, quote, took refuge for a time in Mobile, Alabama, end quote, traveled to New York and, quote, was now returning with her husband to his native country, end quote, which is France. Now, he lives in a right. small village in France, right? And this is all before she was like, yeah, screw you. I'm going to divorce you. And no, this was after. This she, is what's so crazy. That's what I'm like, I, she's nuts. I go back and forth. Right. So he noted that she, quote, seemed much affected by the by the reserve with which the other ladies on board treated her and was frequently seen in tears, end quote. So shit had spread enough for people to talk shit, to talk about. On the boat from New York City to France. About this crazy bitch. So, but, but, but everybody knows who she, well, I don't know that everybody, but people know who's, who she is. But yeah. nobody's doing anything. Like, what do you imagine happens now? They're going to fly a helicopter in and take your ass off a boat now. Well, right? like I feel like people are, are silenced and, and money is frightening. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So that's why I said stat. I don't, yeah. Oh, Back man, then money status, was frightening. Man. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and while the Delphine, while Delphine and her husband were in public, they maintained an appearance of a happy couple. Of course. Bryant did not mention in his journal if they traveled with additional family, which uh, really means children. Um, but I assume that their young son was there. I couldn't find, there was not a resource that said, oh, they were there with their I was going to say, where are they going to drop him off? I mean, I, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Like nothing. I have no clue with this story. Like mm -hmm. could have been. And the records from the ship, ship they traveled on, which was, I think, named Poland, had been either lost or destroyed. So now this story, of course, spread like wildfire. And by later that year, had reached France and her husband's family. 
Now, right. they did not embrace her. And to be honest with you, they don't, they never really liked her. They weren't like, even a huge though family. she was like more higher status than he was. No, no. They, they understood the fact that she was wealthy, but they just weren't, they, were they like, weren't screw a fan. You. Right. You're a they piece of shit. Right. <laughs> but, you know, so they didn't embrace her, but they were polite to her. Okay. So they settle into a very modest family home on his side mm. and with no servants, very little furniture. You know, she had it all in Louisiana. I, I'd like... Wait, she doesn't let need me just servants. Say, like, I, if, if you just give me a chance, I would never <laughs> fucking up this bad, I promise. Like, just give me a chance. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I read these stories and I'm like, are you kidding me, madam? Why can't that be me? Do you know what I would do with that kind of money? I understand. We, uh, so, back, so back in Louisiana, her son-in-laws were selling uh, what was left of the homes. They were selling the belongings and I believe, you know, property. And of course, they were selling off slaves. Of course. They were like, get the hell out. Yeah. After the sale there, you know, after, here's the interesting part. So after the sale, there were still 19 slaves that were completely 100% unaccounted for, which leads me to believe that they were tortured and buried or burned somewhere. That's awful. So, and not to mention, so we know it was the seven that they caught up there this night. And yeah, you're you're not talking about this. This is a reach, right? I feel like some people would say this is a reach, but the 19 plus the seven that we know about. We don't know how many there were, which I would imagine, like, I I would say probably over 100, that there were more that were just too scared to say anything. I survived this, that's and my I made point. it, and it, I ain't saying shit. That's what I was saying earlier, is nobody is going to say shit. Who, I mean, would you have? If I was a slave? Absolutely not. Exactly. No, Get I, your be, ass I would beat. be plotting revenge and, and my escape. Oh, I would take my spoon and dig a hole, yeah. but I'm just but, saying. No. Okay, so in France, she's in France, Delphine comes up with a false name, right? She's sulking around her husband's village, so they they live in a small village at her husband's home, Mm -hmm. you know, small town. Her crimes are literally following her everywhere. Good. Yet there's no mention of any justice. There's, there's, I'm going to tell you, there's no justice in this story. I don't know that there ever is, but there's no revenge. How about that? Well, that doesn't make me feel So eventually, I know, eventually they decide to move to Paris, and in 1836, her daughters decide to visit her in Paris. She's happy. She claimed in letters, and there are actually copies of these uh, correspondences, that it would essentially tear her apart, not to see or hear from her children. She supposedly was like, oh, my God, I love my kids. Okay, but let's let's back up. Would you actually, like, talk to your I mean, mother if, okay, yeah. I, I say these things, and then I want to, like, Put them back in my mouth. My bad. Let's move on. My situation is a little different. <laughs> yeah, let's just move on. My bad. So, that was, I like the eyes, though. Like, I know. I was, was like, like oh. <laughs> so for... <laughs> so for um, a few more years... Luis, who is Delphine's husband, the young doctor, remained with his wife in Paris, living essentially on her money, on her money and catering. <laughs> that was money and catering combined. I like that. Her money. Your money. <laughs> and catering to all of her emotional neediness. But he eventually he grew weary of this life and he left for Cuba. He was like, nope, peace out. And his father completely lost confidence in him, and he left nothing for Lewis when he made his will in January of 1840. Oh, that's a shame. Not upset. No. So due to Delphine's son-in-law's mismanagement of all of her money, 
she had no source of income during the early uh, 1840s. And oh, des- that's a shame. I know, right? And despite this, she continued to live in the style to which she was accustomed, renting comfortable lodgings and traveling to resorts with her children. Her lifestyle was financed by heavy borrowing at an exorbitant interest rate, just really high interest rate. So like that 25% yep. interest rate you get with but, Target card? Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> like, like, hey, here's your car. Here's my car title. Can I have $16,000 at 73% interest? Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. I don't. So her life's. <laughs> that's what I'm thinking. She was, God knows what she was doing, but it, they said it's, it was, it was insane. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to go. Do not go to Title Loan, guys. No, don't go. That's to what title. I thought about when she said that. So her lifestyle, <laughs> you know, like so, she's she's fear. She's scared that the creditors are going to refuse to renew any of her promissory notes. So oh, back so then, shit. back then, a gentleman's handshake. Oh, you remember right, when we talked about? Um, thank you. Yeah, I was going to say all the promissory notes. Yeah, yeah. From uh, what's her face? Jane Tobin. That's it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, you know, she had promissory notes all over the place. She did. She did. She was... Uh, promissory she was note happy. Pretty creepy as well. Oh, yeah. No, I was just... Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. Okay. So. Yeah. This annoys me a great deal, but Delphine seem She has nothing but good luck. To, well, I mean, you said she had a horseshoe up her ass. She seems to have good luck because around this time, she's yeah. struggling. She's got these, I'm assuming, creditors are after her. Or well, clearly, and she's not signing her promissory notes. Right, exactly. <laughs> so her brother ends up dying. Now, it was just her and her brother. So, <gasps> yeah. And she no. ends up inheriting what His today... portion! What today is equivalent to five million dollars? Are you effing kidding me? So, so I just want to say, oh. I'm sure there's no millionaires, billionaires, tri- trillionaires listening to us, but I, <laughs> you I, never know. I'm just saying, five million dollars <laughs> right now—that is what I will not even earn a million in my lifetime, probably. I do we? Will we? I got to do the math. Do I? But. I and I know, well, I know somebody that he claims he's working on his third million. Let's not but, even discuss that right but, now. But what I'm saying is, my, my whole point is, you can live your grand, your kids, your grandkids, and your great-grandkids could live off $5 million as long as they weren't idiots. Absolutely. So it is an insane amount of money. We all know that. My, my She's so freaking lucky. And this is where I want to say again, why not me? I would not torture people. Oh, I mean, I get your your ply there, your 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 I just whatever that dollars. That's it. I know, I get it, but I'm sorry, but the world did not deal you that hand in this life. That's fair. So, Delphine ends up staying in Paris until she dies in 1849, where Ugh. we assume right that she died from an illness, but we're unsure of which one. Oh, so we don't know. Right. I hope she suffered. So I'm telling you this. That's why I'm telling you this she's is a, like this. This leaves a hole in my she's heart. She's a dumb bitch. We are only able to confirm from letters um, where we know that she was ill for for years before her death. Good. So, I hope she suffered. There are so many. There are many many stories. So there's a story that. So here's. So she still had fans and supporters <gasps> in the New Orleans area. So what were, I, there, were sub- one, there was one particular person who uh-huh. made up a story that she was bored to death in a hunting or she was, yeah, she was bored 
by a pig essentially mm-hmm. in a hunting accident. But oh. this one is the more plausible explanation because we can actually see those letters where she wrote to friends and family uh-huh. that or, or her her daughters did that she was she was ill. So we just assume that she died of an illness. Oh, so she probably had cancer or something. I hope I hope it was horrible. I hope it was terrible. I don't I hope it was what's that ALS? Wait, wait, so what's the one where you Oh, you can't do anything. You can't move, but your brain is super active. But how if I know? But that sounds about right. So uh, she was buried in France, and we can corroborate this. We do know this. So she was buried in France um, after she died in 1849. But in 1851, her body was exhumed and taken to New Orleans, where she was buried. Oh, so we don't know where in New Orleans we that she was. We do know where she's buried in oh, New Orleans. Because I will definitely pull up findagrave.com and look for that oh, bitch. I'm, I'm planning on getting a picture. Oh, yeah, no doubt. So, so this to me is a, it's just, it's a. This is a horrible story. story. It's horrible because, because you, there she, was no justice. There was, and I, and I hate to say that because I don't, I don't know that we can ever get justice for anybody Who's been well, a it's victim. public justice, but we don't know what she suffered to, through. You want but. to? I mean, I want to see her in pain. It's you know that's fair. I I think she's a piece of shit. It's terrible, and so you know it's really up to the listener or the reader or you know mm-hmm. whoever to decide what do you think was wrong with her. Ultimately, I think she truly was a sadist. Yeah. That she that she do do I think that she was a racist? Well, I think if you own slaves, I think you are a racist. I don't know what that's going to make me, but ultimately, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like no, absolutely, especially in that stage. And I feel like she definitely tortured. And murdered the enslaved because she didn't think that society thought they were worthy. Either that of or an investigation. She, well, and it's it's kind of back ass words, but um, it's the thought that she had these slaves and she was terrified of the consequences of having them because she knew it was wrong. And it's your mind making up for the fact that you know it's wrong it's over um i I guess compensating and so you are you're beating your so what would you say slaves for something you know that you're doing wrong it's fucked it's ass backwards as i said so do you think do you think that she I mean, I, I ultimately think now that she was just, she's just crazy. Yeah. What do you, I mean. I don't think she was crazy. Um, my well, crazy, crazy may be a stretch because define mm-hmm. crazy, right? But a sadist. Someone, yeah, well, someone who enjoys torturing people. Well, I think she may have realized she liked it. But I think in the beginning it was more of, it was a conscious thing. It's, I mean, think about it. Either- it's it's you are defensive of the things that you know that you're doing wrong and it may be some kind of a subconscious thing but you're beating your slaves knowing you're you're taking out that wrong feeling and that wrong doing out on the ones that you know are innocent and- in that in that situation i mean that's that's my opinion i I don't know that she was mentally disabled. Well, I think no. there still needs to be some research there too. But, no, well, yeah, no, I agree with you, but we don't. She, could, I we don't know. I can't imagine, like, 
I don't, I don't know. I can't imagine if something, uh, my reaction would be different if this was, if this was my mother versus if this was my father. You know sure, I mean? sure. Oh yeah, 100%. Because of personal yep. experiences yep. in history. Yep. But as her daughters mm-hmm. had been victimized, yeah, clearly not to the extent that the enslaved were, mm-hmm. imagine what they dealt with after the fact. Now, I can understand an sure. 11-year-old boy not knowing right from wrong, but her family, immediate family, oh, they know. had to know, and right. they played a part in this. Nobody, neighbors, there's a whole community. Oh, no, there's a That whole, can be blamed. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's where society, that's where we've done so many people wrong. It's, we all keep our mouth quiet and I think nobody e- speaks up even today i think that happens yep no that's what i'm saying I, as a society today it, it's very important that we all speak up when there's something wrong okay. and 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 i think you know this is a really good story to to call out and say you know so many lives probably could have been saved um if somebody spoke up yeah. If the right people speak up, and that's what's important. So now, some of her daughters, because if you recall, her, I think at one, well, at one time, all of her daughters had come over to visit. Well, some stayed in France. Mm-hmm. So her family is spread, was at that time. So she had roots in Paris and in uh, New Orleans. And I. You know that that's all I've got. I could go on and on about how I feel. I'm still, I think. I think we all, yeah. There's, torn. yeah. But and and there's it's, and there's you guys. There's so much more. If you go out there and you read the history, just by understanding her history, you have to understand what the colony Louisiana of Louisiana was, what was going on in the 1700s, the slave uprising, the being sold from Spain to France to the United States. It was. There's so much that plays into this story and so much that's going on. There's the voodoo queen um, and the, the pirate Lafitte. So there's a mm. lot of things that are that are going on here. And so, you know, it's it's a completely, it's an extremely interesting story. I encourage all of you guys to go out and, and, and check it out. I thank you. This was a good story. Thank you so much. Thank you. You did great research. I'm going to give it to you. <laughs> well, thank you. Hey, Golf you, clap. Oh. So you guys, again, um, we're going to be out of town this weekend. I've, so. I've got a, a quick um, oh, thing yeah. I want to I want to say, um, and this is personal, um, and I didn't warn you about this before. Oh my God, but, I hate um, this shit. So am I going to cry? No, no, you're not. I hope not. I I did. So I want everyone to check out Life Back. Um, you can go to. Uh, life back it's l-i-f-e v as in victor a as in apple c as in charlie dot net and check out the life vac um life saving equipment my nephew um recently was almost pronounced dead um at a restaurant here in valentine in south carolina and it was only by the grace of God um, and a miracle that somebody actually had this device in the back of their car and he was choking on a pancake piece. And um, this man, thank God, his name is Major, 
and um, I am thanking the Lord for him right now, um, had this device in the back of his car, brought it in, and um, unlodged a piece of pancake from my uh, eight, almost year old um, nephew. And so please check it out. Um, everybody should have one. Um, it helps young and old. And I'm really just pleading. I think everybody needs one. So um, that's all I have to say. Um, we uh, will be out of town this weekend. Yes. And um, we will see you the following link week i said link um week and um it'll be my story and um i don't know what it is yet so uh stay tuned by the way i did not know about the life back but i am i am so happy that things turned out well it's uh were you there uh no long story and we'll chat in a minute all right (laughs) (laughs) thanks everybody Bye. bye bye